Previously on D&D and D, Malik is hurt really bad. He's like barely hanging on and Sarah, the little halfling, is dead. Genevieve screams in a rage and she says, I don't know who you are, you pompous motherfucker, but I'm going to kill you. And she rushes for Yanathan. So the order now is going to be Flack, Fletch, Yanathan, Genevieve, Margarine, Juno, Zabbis, the Dragonborn, and Malik. So, Flack, what do you do? Now the situation, the lay of the land, is there are a lot of dead orc bodies. So it's going to be uneven terrain. Your movement is going to be cut in half. You've got two dragonborn knights who have, like, landed ten feet in front of you. I'm going to use my bonus action. Okay. To do Mantle of Inspiration. I'm going to weave a song of fey magic that enthralls my allies with vigor and speed. I'm using one bardic inspiration. Okay. I still have one left. Cool to grant myself a wondrous otherworldly appearance. And when I do, choose a number of allies you can see and who can see you within 60 feet of you. That's everyone, right? Yep. Uh, up to a number of them equal to your charisma modifier, which is four. Yep. That's everyone. Uh, these four. Sure. Sorry. The, the team. Yeah, the team. <laughs> they, each target, gains 2d6 temporary hit points. Oh, nice. Oh, that's everyone great. Everyone roll 2d6 temporary hit points. Good work. Yeah, I was waiting for this. Also, hell yeah, wow, eleven. <laughs> I needed that. Five. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, no, I'm no, sorry. No it's not two d six. It's two d eight because I'm a higher oh. level. Okay, oh. sure. Yeah. yeah. That Hopefully, you don't roll lower. Uh, yeah, Mike, just say. roll a d four and add that to your eleven. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to punish you for a good when you had a good roll. You know. Yeah. And I had a net twenty that one time. Cool. Yeah. It got screwed. Okay. And then Thank you. I'm. Am I still next to these uh, hostages? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, I don't know what else to do. I'm close. I'm next to you. Right? Yeah. So yeah. you can use your, your reaction to move to me. Right now? You can, right now. Yeah. You want to do oh, that? Because I think I know what you're about to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm just going to stick to the plan, and I'm going to make that hut. I'm going to make a little hut around me and the hostages, and now uh, Marjorie, who has moved next to me. And just a reminder, as always, it's a 10-foot radius immobile dome of force. And uh, it can fit nine creatures. How many hostages are there? Eight. Oh, oh seven now after oh, Corsair. Perfect. Oh, okay, uh, great. So it's, it's the seven of them, me and Marjorie, we're in there, and we can move through it freely, but all other objects and creatures are barred from passing through it. Spells and other magical effects can't extend through it or be cast from it. And um, the atmosphere inside is very comfortable and dry. I mean, that means that we could technically run behind it. And not it is hit. opaque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get fucked, Yanathan. That's a good turn. Cool. Uh, Fletch. I'll mark one of the dragon, the dragonborns. Great. And then I'll shoot my stormtail bow with a critical fail. Oh, <laughs> you miss wildly. Okay. And then I'm going to try to make up for that uh, by rolling a 16 uh, plus 9. That'll so do it. That'll do it. And then I'm going to do the one 16. Ooh, good hit. Good hit. How far away? Are we from the dragonborn? Let's say you're 30 feet. They hop down in between like the pit, which is now the hut, and where you guys are. All right. 
next is Yanathan's turn. So Yanathan is going to hop down to the stairs to kind of meet Jen halfway. Uh, and as he does, his uh, long red ponytail kind of floats behind him, and he looks amazing. Glamour <laughs> <laughs> <Lammer> shot. <laughs> and then he lands, and he looks over to you guys, to Juno specifically. You were his hopes that were dashed back in the in the elf city. And he says, well, this just just doesn't seem like a fair fight, does it? Let's even up the numbers a little bit, shall we? And then oh, no. he stabs Genevieve. Oh. Uh-oh. And you watch as her eyes go from the kind of like nice, pretty golden to black. Oh. No. And he removes his blade and she turns around standing next to him. Marjorie puts an arm on Fleck's arm. <laughs> and now it is her turn. This is not good. She got yeah. Hawkeye. So she is going to cast Dispel Magic. What? On the hut. No. What? And the hut's gone. Oh! oh there's not even like a roll or anything? Oh, Nat shit. 20, Joel. <laughs> Nat 20. Nat 20. Yeah, wow. She beats your spell save. Hut's gone. Yeah. Wow. Dispel magic. I'll read the description for you. My mouth is so wide open right now. Choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Uh, any spell of third level or lower, it's a second level spell. The target ends. For each spell, fourth level higher, you have to make a save. So I didn't even have to make a save. But regardless, blip, hut's gone. Wow. And now Genevieve and Yanathan are united front against you guys with the Dragonborn Knights. Marjorie, your turn. This is No, it's shit. not. It is my turn. This is shit. Yikes. Ah, that was me being creative. Every, everyone is protected inside my magical impenetrable hut. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> Six seconds later, 12 seconds later. Uh, first thing Marjorie does is pull her dagger from the body of... Word. Cool. So she's back to full equipment. Um, and then she's going to run towards the crew who the Dragonborn are in between me and the crew, right? Yeah, they are. And they're like posted up with huge swords and mm-hmm. they've got like plate armor they're white leathery wings they look real intense while i'm running if i touch my emblem mm-hmm. that's on my my new armor yep. what do i see the altar is beyond the dragonborn where, uh, and halfway up the stairs to the altar on one side are yanathan and genevieve and when you touch the holy symbol on your armor you see up on the altar in like that stone tree trunk that's like all lit up with magic like that totally changes from like stone to what looks like an actual like tree and there seems to be some sort of door or window panel that like are like the secret passages that you saw before that you could maybe open if you pressed in the right places and you see like several other kind of hidden passage doors kind of throughout this great hall so when you press that you're kind of like it's it's almost like a like an iron man ui panel of like stuff lighting up all around uh, this main kind of chamber. Where's the closest panel? The closest panel is to your left in w- the wall that's probably maybe 40 feet away from you or up to the altar. Uh, she's going to keep running towards the injured dragonborn and jump, try to get onto his head to go at his neck. Okay. Um, and while she's doing that, she's going to yell, everyone, touch your emblems. There might be another way to do this. I rolled a... This is your acrobatics flip check. Oh, that's a twenty-eight. Yeah. Okay, Ooh. you're up on there. He's gonna make a uh, he's gonna make a counter dexterity check to see if he can dodge out of the way. Nope. 
Cool. My knife is still on dagger, or rather, my dagger is still on poison. They're knives. They're a little bit heftier than daggers. Oh, my knives are still on poison. Knives are heftier than daggers? They're like big curved knives. Like, remember in Lord of the Rings, Aragorn gets that, like, knife? They're like that. They're not just simple Mm. daggers. They're, like, a little bit beefier. Somewhere between a short sword and a dagger. It's a 16 to hit. 16 hit misses. Really? Okay, I'm going to try my other hand. You just clank right off of his armor. And it's a 18. So he's got this, like, big plate metal gorget around his neck, and you just, like, clang, clang right off. Ugh. All right. Marjorie flips away to hide. (laughs) You can run away without uh, attacks of opportunity, can't you? Your little swashbuckling ness. All right. Flip away. 16? Sure. All right. Cool. But you're nearby. Mm. You're close. All right. Juno, you're up. How far is Juno from Malik? You're pretty close to Malik, yeah. He never really moved either. He just kind of... So we're pretty close to the door? You're pretty close to the door. You came out of the kitchen door, yeah. Uh, Juno's going to touch his emblem and see what he sees. You see, uh, just as I described in margin, like the altar lights up. And then opposite you, you see other kind of secret passageways. If is you... there anyone like very close to, since I'm in a different position, like close to that storeroom door? Further down to your right, like down the the right wall of the of this hall, there's another secret passage. But then the next one to your left is up to the staircase. So you could run to your right and maybe see what's over there, but you don't know what's beyond it. How far is that over? 25 feet. Juno's going to go to Malik and kind of drag him back to the storeroom door and give him the healing potion from the manor. How, how does that work on Malik? Is he okay? Does he give better? I mean, he can't take the... It's not his turn. You just give it to him. He can't drink it. Oh, I meant like I'm going to like... Put Force it... feed it? Yeah. I don't know. How bad is he? Make a medicine check. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how this works, actually. I don't really either. I'm making it up. This is the first medicine check we've ever had. It might be. Oh. What'd you roll? I rolled a one. Yeah, okay, you're just like so nervous Uh and like fidgety about this that when you uncork this potion bottle and go to tip it uh, onto Malik's face, you like miss and just pour it all over his neck. (sighs) Good thing I've got one more. Yeah. Um, Okay, and in the meantime, just for his protection. Are you dragging him like back into the storeroom? I just dragged him to the door. We're still in the main Okay, all right, all right. I'm gonna just let loose a bow on one of the... Dragonborn. Okay. Do they have any gaps in their armor before I let loose a bow? Like, are there any things this, I could actually the, that's, hit? That's too spe- specific. You want to you want to create like an incredibly difficult role for yourself. I just want to know whether I see. Any Do it arm- and fucking they, succeed. Are they entirely covered in armor? Their faces are open. Okay. Well, I gotta. Yeah, I'm gonna go for. It. I'm gonna go for the face. Okay. Would 19 have done it? 19 would do it. Okay. 11. 11. 11 damage. Yeah. On the injured or uninjured? Un- uninjured. uninjured. You, like, singe an ear, and now there's blood coming from yeah. it. Oh, wait. Is the other one within five feet? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go for it with Hordebreaker. Okay. Yeah, they're, like, next to each other. They're, like, a unit. One? One. Okay. Can I add bend luck to that, or is that am I not able to? A four? Yeah, a four is not going to help that. I feel it like critical be fails. Like, I think it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does anything bad especially happen? With nothing that one? bad especially happens because there's nobody kind of beyond that. So there's okay. nothing for you. There's no one for you to like inadvertently shoot. <laughs> it's it's a oh god, <laughs> Zappas, you're up. Okay, so I can make this crazy wall into a, a dome or a sphere. I can shape it. Okay. Is what it says. So can I cast it around the dragonborn? Ooh. So they can't attack yeah, us that's anymore. What I'm thinking to cast around Jonathan and make him fucking irrelevant to this fight. Wait, okay, yeah. What's by Jonathan? Genevieve. Like they're on the stairs. She's being a real be a be yeah. right now. I'm gonna try well. and cast 
fit around those two, Yanathan and Genevieve. Or I do. I don't have to roll. Well, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. take that. I mean, we still are going to have to fight them, but... Yeah, we're going to have to figure out what to do. We still have to get her in her right mind. Because we might take that wall down and she's dead, you know? Like, he might just skewer her oh. as a punishment for us doing this. It is an invisible wall, so he won't know really. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, I do that. <laughs> yeah, eat it. So grassy. you're casting this dome. Yep. This level five fucking wall of force dome, buddy. Invisible. Around Yanathan and Genevieve. <laughs> Immune to dispel. Rewrite your story. Grussel frantically plan. looking oh, no. through all of his Do you not want me to do that? No, do no, no, no. This is your, this is your prerogative to do whatever. You, <laughs> I gave you the scroll thinking that... <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) There's like one chance in a hundred that it would be something that could be used like this. Okay, I'm fine. It is now the Dragonborn's turn. And the Dragonborn look at... uh, One looks at Fletch and one looks at Zabbis. And they take steps towards each, respectively. Uh, The more hurt one that Fletch shot uh, runs in his direction and says, You have the honor of doing battle with number 37. May you die well. And then he opens his mouth, unleashing a horrible cone of cold. Oh, uh, make a constitution saving throw. 22. 22 will save. So nice. let me... Then can I can I respond? With words? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Odd numbers suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, ju- I just breathe hot fire at him, and, and then all of a sudden that's weird. All right. So you take uh, eight damage. Oh. That was half. And then the same thing happens with you, Zabbis. Your dragonborn says the same thing. You have the honor of doing battle with number 38. May you die well. And then unleashes his breath weapon. He's nice about it. Twelve? Twelve fails. (sighs) Take 11 damage. It's Malik's turn. Malik is freaked out about Genevieve. And he's going to run over in her direction. Leak, you idiot. And he runs right into the wall of force. Oh. And, oh, no. <laughs> and bounces off of it. Oh, uh, And then he's going to try to save her. He's going to try to cast a spell magic on Genevieve, uh, but it has no effect. That sucks. Yeah. That was, I thought that might be an option. Back up to Flack. Flack, what you doing? Mantle of Majesty. Ooh, what's that? I cloak myself in a fey magic that makes others want to serve me. As a bonus action, I take on an appearance of unearthly beauty for one minute. During this time, I can cast command as a bonus action on each of my turns. Uh, how far away am I from the dragonborn? Uh, you're, yeah, 20, 30 feet. Okay. I'll cast command on the dragonborn. Okay. And I'll tell that dragonborn, grovel. So uh, now that I have told him to grovel, the target falls prone. And then ends its turn. I mean, I guess. That Dragonborn's next turn is to basically, like, flop. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Fletch, what, what's up? I'm going to shoot, shoot an arrow at the uh, injured Dragonborn, the one that I have the mark on. Okay. Uh, 15. Nope. Miss. Uh, well, I'm going to do it again. Right. 20. Nat 20. Yeah. Oh, nat 20. That's a critical hit. Sweet. Okay. Damage. 26. 26 total? 26 total. Very good hit. You draw back your Stormtail bow, and with such like malice and force behind it, this electric bolt erupts from your bow, 
smacking the dragonborn right in the chest, and you see bolts of lightning kind of radiate all around him as he kind of like jolts and 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 jags. Uh, electrical kind of bolts kind of even like radiate around his dragonborn teeth. Yeah, you hit him real good. I, I saw my movement, and I want to. Oh yeah. Am I close to the prisoners? I'm in the front. I'm right at the door. Or you could get halfway there. I think from where you are. All right, I'll run halfway there then. Okay. Cool. Just just yeah, just by uh. Just to get moving mm-hmm. cool because i was just staying by the door yeah i got a crit hit and i got to roll double the dice nice and yeah. i killed Ooh, that him. dragonborn mm-hmm. yeah i electrocuted the shit out of him nice. yeah a real good hit uh okay. he's dead right but, nope he's not dead not but he'll be flopping on the ground soon like a magic but now it is yanathan's turn what's and he gonna do from behind that wall here's what he's gonna do from oh behind okay. That wall. okay he <laughs> stares down zabbis <laughs> <laughs> just looks right at you Mm-hmm. And he has like red irises and he waves his hands and he speaks a word that you can't hear. And a line of dark energy like appears in front of him and then spins, creating a doorway. And he grabs Genevieve and then walks through this doorway and then another doorway. Uh, of... uh, uh. He can cast it within it. This wall prevents people from moving through. It's other not the planes. ethereal plane. It's not? Yeah, the spell explicitly says the ethereal plane, and this is different. What? What is it? You don't know. Okay, oh, so he, okay. he does this, and he does this, and then reappears outside the wall of force. <sighs> there are more than two planes. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Well, we slowed him down. Is that all he can do? He's going to take a little bit of force damage going through this wall, and so is Genevieve as a result. So you do hurt him. Yay. Uh, you actually hurt him pretty good. Does Zabbos get to know how much damage it did? 20. Ooh, good. It's Genevieve's turn now, and she's going to run towards uh, Juno and Malik. Malik's already right up there. Oh, yeah, so then she's just going to straight up attack Malik. Bye. And she crits. Uh, Oh, Malik, no. Malik's a dead boy. stupid brave boy. Because he didn't get healed at all, right? No. she loves him. Friggin' Juno spilled his eye. Uh, he was the one who got up and ran. He should have yeah, stayed I hope, there. I hope that she like cuts him across the throat and then the potion just bleeds into his throat <laughs> and, and like it works. <laughs> oh my god, Malik is super dead. Or maybe he's just unconscious. No. No, that guy's no. dead. Malik is super dead. No! Oh, dead Malik. Malik, you were so good. Yeah. He was the last bit. one. The last of the Malikans. I can't put the flower crown on him. Not not now. You're like way far away. You could like throw the flower crown. I'm, I'm sorry. Beth said last of the Malikans, which oh. I just needed to make sure everyone heard that. He's the last of the Malikans. Oh, the no. last Malikan. The... Dominated Genevieve draws her scimitar, raises it high above her head, and brings it crashing down on the helpless, confused, poor, sweet cleric boy. Oh, man. Striking him dead. I call out, you're going to regret that one in the morning. She's going to feel real bad about it later. We totally, like... We totally fucked over the nicest NPC. <laughs> like, we just totally... <laughs> Marjorin, what are you doing? You watch this happen before your eyes, and now Ugh. it's your turn from your hiding place behind the two dragonborn hey, knights. Uh, so rat. here's what I want to do. Okay. I want Juno to 
send one end of the rope my way. You can ask for it. And Call I want... To. Okay, but I don't... Okay. I hate that it's six seconds, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he can't do that right now, right? He'd have he's to wait next, for his turn. But he's next. But I need to do. I need to get the you rope and then do something. And the only way for me to like delay my turn is to do no, it like way later, you can, right? You can hold. I can hold. Yeah. When when do I get to go again? When when you whenever you want, you can after the, anybody else's turn, you can say, "I want to take my turn now." You can like ready in action. And tell me again where the closest uh, doorway is. From where you are now, the closest doorway is up on the altar. On the altar. Yeah. Will I be able to get there? You could try to make some kind of crazy acrobatics roll to jump up. I'm going to try it. All right. Uh, Juno, I need you to shoot an arrow that has one under that rope at me. I'm ready for it. And I hold. Okay. Juno, your turn. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm pretty far from margin because I am I was back where... Yeah, but you're within arrow range. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you and you can all hear each other. Margin. God, I hope I hope that this works and that I haven't like drawn this out wrong because if if my picture I'm looking at right now is not actually how everything is set up, this might this might fail. Are you gonna snow speed or something? I feel like it's a snow speeder situation. <laughs> that's my that's where my brain went. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but yeah, you maybe do. You, you one know. more pass. Juno, back. what's up? All right, Juno's gonna open the bag, get out that chest, and okay. take the rope out. Get one end on his arrow and shoot it over to Margarine. This is going to be both of your actions. To tie the, tie the rope and then shoot the arrow? Yep. Okay. I trust Margarine. You're, but make a, make a ranged attack. Because yeah. if you fuck this up, you could hit Margarine. All right. Hope you got some HP. I could take it. <laughs> Come on. Even if you hit me, it'll be fine. Nine. <laughs> I was thinking in my head, if it's under 10, he's, it's, it hits margarine. Okay. So. I mean, I have 17 AC. If you have 17 AC, then I guess a three or under would hit you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you're fine. Okay. Yeah. But I just miss. You just miss. So let's say that you have to move to get the air. It it's not like next to you. You have to like move to get it. He misses wide eight feet of you. I'm too How caught far? up with grief like, for Malik. You're taking your turn now? I'm taking my turn now. Okay. What margarine wants to do is grab that rope, leap up to the altar and through whatever passageway she can get through. And in that way, if Juno's got the other end of the rope, I want to pin both Yanathan and also Genevieve against the invisible wall by the magic rope. Okay. And anchor it. Anchor it where? Probably through the passageway. And then you're going to like close the close door. Close the door, yeah. Okay. All right. Start with an acrobatics roll. Okay. Good luck. You got this. Chelsea, do plus you have... Plus one. Right, plus one on everything, and do you have help if I need it? <laughs> I do. I still have my bend luck. I might not need it. Uh, acrobatics, that's going to be a 27. Yeah, all right. You're up there. Oh, Woo! Nice. What's your acrobatics? Plus 10. Yeah, oh. no. Yeah. <laughs> Margarine's cr- crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Crazy flippy. So using her uh, ability to see these doorways, Mm -hmm. she's going to, with the rope in hand, move through that doorway, just like Fletch did, touching the the correct brick. So you touch this brick, and when you touch this brick and activate it, this huge double door of stone pushes in Mm -hmm. deeper into the stone and parts to the side, and then you see uh, inside this stone tree a scene of gorgeous natural beauty like it's it's as if you're back in the Feywild forest and within this as you look up 
there's this glowing ball of energy, almost like a sun, almost like a small sun high up in this uh, stone tree. And uh, you don't know what it is. You don't have any explanation for how it's inside this thing. Uh, but that's what pressing this thing and opening this door does. All right. Margin darts in. Okay. With the rope. Okay. And closes the door, pinning the rope to that wall. Okay. You do that. I guess I'll roll to see if uh, Yanathan and Genevieve are pinned against the wall of force. Wait, can you explain how this... All right. Where's the other so end? I've got a, yeah, how'd you get it around i got then? a picture here for all of us podcast listeners. <laughs> Basically, where... Uh, where the rope is originating from, the treasure chest that that Juno's got a hold of, is on a door, or rather at the door, to the right of the circular room. If the if the room's a perfect circle and the altar is right in the middle and it's slightly like behind, egg-shaped. it's yeah. egg shaped. Um, the door where Juno is is on the right. The circle that Zabbis had created, the invisible wall, mm-hmm. is towards the middle of the egg from the door. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm drawing it for everybody. It's it's right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I was almost dead center of the egg, and I ran up this way, which means that the rope the the rope wrapped is around wrapped around the sphere, like, tangent or ray or whatever, like yeah. around this circle. And it's like, here's the here's my question though. And I don't mean to throw a wrench into this. Plan. I think I have the same question. If the rope coming out of the chest is infinite, yep. how is it taut? Yeah. Oh, yep, that's yep. true. I, Juno should have Juno to would roll have to hold a it. check. Yeah, to Juno, hold. Juno roll oh. a strength and check. And you are also right yeah. next to him. Yeah. Um, or if Juno can I? also go around the other so end Zabbis, of the, the three of the you guys are right there. If Juno can go around the other end of the sphere and take the chest into, an, into yeah, that door yeah. and close it, then it would also be tight. That's right. true. But now you. But it's not Juno's turn. Whose turn is it? Zabbis's turn. Zabbis is right next to Juno. Should I just grab the chest and run to the door? You couldn't make it there in oh, one turn. Shit. Is there but another get... hidden passage? Thing? Yeah, because the wall's blocking the stairs yeah, up she... for you. There's there's another hidden passage on the wall uh, where you, on the level that you're at, Zabbis, uh, about twenty five feet to your. Right, which is down further to this to the bottom end of the egg. Okay. If you're if you're looking up Make from it. bird's eye, you can get there. <laughs> Almost behind the tree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I run that way and then with the rope. Yep. Okay. It, with the chest, and I touch the door. A little side door kind of opens up, revealing the secret hidden passages beyond. Cool. I don't even look what's in there. I just run inside. <laughs> okay, and close it behind Pull you. Pull that yep. pepper taunt. Okay. Yeah, that'll pin Yanathan yes! and, uh, and Genevieve against the wall of force that you created. Yes! Yay! It is now the Dragonborn's turn, so they're going to both focus their attention now that Zabbis has run away. Uh, excuse me, one of them is going to grovel. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yes. So one of them grovels and falls to the ground, um, but the other one is going to turn his attention to Fletch, and with his big two-handed greatsword... Roll a one and uh, trip over his buddy who is groveling. (laughs) Which one is it? 37 or 38? 38 trips over 37. (laughs) Stupid 38. (laughs) And he says, that was unexpected. (laughs) (laughs) And then it is Malik's dead. Oh. (laughs) So it's Flack's turn. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to use my Mantle of Majesty bonus action to tell Jonathan to grovel. Okay. 
when you reach out with this mental force to to give this command can i just say right now he's like gorgeous because of his abilities yeah. in my brain he looks exactly like yanathan yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it just like a shorter version <laughs> long flowing hair billowing in the in a, in a magical breeze this is my bonus action by the way i still have an action okay uh when you reach out with this command you're greeted with the image of a horrible demon creature just a flash in your face you can't even like you barely even register what happened and yanathan kind of chuckles and he says sometimes it helps to have friends in low places and you can't command him to do anything it has no effect all right whatever i'm gonna how far away am i from groblin uh you could get there okay i'm gonna go there and stab him okay (laughs) uh you'll have advantage because he's prone fuck yeah i will uh, the advantage, so I get to advantage. Roll twice. You roll two, take the better. What about that? Uh, it's like a twenty yep, something. That'll do it. Twenty-seven. So it's my magic rapier that I'm gonna stab him with. Mm-hmm. It's one d eight. It's ten. Ten. Fletch, what do you do? I'm pretty intent on trying to kill these dragonborn guys. Do it just to get them yeah. out of the way. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna attack the one that's that I electrocuted last time. Is that thirty-seven Super, or thirty-eight? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Super hurting. Yeah, you can see like blood coming from. Most places that are not covered in armor. Uh, I rolled a 16. Nope. Wow. I just rolled a 3. Nope. That's going to be two misses. It's okay. It's Yanathan's turn. I imagine Yanathan being played by the guy who plays the Comte in Outlander. Like the guy in season 2. Who they set a ship on fire. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, (laughs) And he just looks angry all the time. But he's, like, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Powdered silver hair and black, heavy eyebrows. Yeah. He tries to, like, move the rope that's pinning him against this invisible wall of force behind him. <laughs> he looks incredibly frustrated by the situation that he is in. <laughs> he tries to kind of, like, position his flower rapier to, to cut the rope. It doesn't work. Uh, so instead, he just pulls something from a pouch on his belt says some words and flings this powder in the air and a 20 foot sphere of blackness and bitter cold centered around Juno appears. <laughs> cool. Uh, and the void creates a warp in the fabric of space and the area is difficult terrain. Any creature that starts its turn in the area, uh, which you pr- will next turn takes some damage that I'll resolve when we get there. And any creature that ends its turn must make a dexterity saving throw or take some damage that will resolve when we get there. And it's a void filled with a cacophony of soft whispers and slurping noises that can be heard up to 30 feet away. No light, magical or otherwise, can illuminate the area. So Juno is suddenly engulfed in this 20-foot sphere of blackness. Let's give the listeners an idea of what this sounds like. Uh, it's like the Dementors, and <laughs> if they were silly. <laughs> Dominated Genevieve is just going to make a strike roll to try to get out of there. So Genevieve is going to try to use her uh, wild shape to tra- shapeshift oh, to yeah. get out of here. But if you'll remember, Malik gave her a potion to heal her earlier that disabled her wild shape. But she doesn't know this while she's dominated, so nothing happens. Marjorin, you're in this cylinder of forest, of magic forest. And above you is this undulating ball of energy. And you don't really, you don't know what this, this energy is. 
you don't know where it's coming from or what it's doing here. Uh, about 10 feet in front of you, deeper into this cylinder, is a pool, an altar that looks like what you saw when you went to the altar in Galamathir with Koirim. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do? What's the vibe that I get from that ball, from that energy? Good. Good vibes. Good vibration. Would I be able to remember what? Yeah. Uh, make a history check to see if you can remember. Okay, I'm going to... Oh, jeez. That's scary. It's a pretty up and down roll. Like, this wasn't that long ago for you. And I, f- and, and, and like, I feel like this was like an important This was really moment. important to Marjorie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'll, you'll probably remember, but like, let's play the game. Eleven? So I, I remember what Koirim had said when he knelt at the altar. You don't know what the words mean, but you remember the sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I approach the altar, mm-hmm. and Marjorie kneels down, and she mimics what, and, and genuinely yeah. mimics what Koirim oh, had totally. done previously. And she takes out of her pocket one from days and days ago, one of the white gems mm-hmm. that she had gotten, and she places it like the leaf in, in the liquid. You place this gem in the liquid, and it starts to glow bright uh, after you said this prayer that you don't completely understand, but the intention behind it is totally genuine. Mm-hmm. And she has her hand on Quirim's helmet, which yeah. is on her waist. And the gem starts to glow, and the helm starts to kind of glow, and the energy ball above you like activates, like spreads throughout this cylinder and up into the stone branches that created the pathways above in the temple you're in. Everyone else who's outside this, except for Zabbos, who's in a secret passage, sees this central pillar just light up with tendrils of energy, kind of what you saw in the, the Black Oak back in Night's Pass, and in Galamathir, you see this brilliant, brilliant energy light up all these tendrils like, uh, like veins of ore in a mine, sparkling and, and shining and brilliant. You've activated the beacon. Suddenly, you see the milky white skin on Yanathan's face drain of color a little bit. He looks like pale and pallid. And the dragonborn look around as if they feel something kind of affect them. Oh. But they don't know what it is. That will be your turn. Yeah. Juno's Juno's pissed at Yanathan. Yeah, Beautiful as he is. And he's also in this bubble of cold and darkness and whispers oh yeah so you got yeah yeah right look we got to resolve that so you've got to take oh, some yeah, you're gonna take yeah. some damage juno let's do it Whoop. you're gonna take 12 damage fun from that so you're in difficult terrain in this 20 foot sphere so what are you doing here? so that means you my movement see anything. is halved your movement is halved okay my movement is 30 usually so if i just moved in straight in a direction and if the 20 feet is centered around me, would I be able to get out of it in this turn if I moved? Oh, interesting, because you're saying that you're 10 feet in? Here's how I'm going to resolve this, because you don't know which direction is a wall. Right, but I'm just going to go in, like, wherever I'm facing, I'm going... You're just going to pick a direction and go. Yeah, I'm going the 15 feet that I was facing before that, and which was, I was right next to the box, so I would have been facing where Margarine is. Roll a 20. If you beat 10, you're good. Well, let's try a new die that hasn't been rolled yet because things haven't been going well. Is this die number three? It's a seven. Okay, so you pick a direction in this void of blackness and, and go, and you run into a wall uh, that you can't see. Again, you just smack stone. 
Uh, yep. And now you kind of feel these kind of like weird, milky uh, tentacles rub up against you. This is not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's just like slimy and gross, and they're just kind of like rubbing you. <laughs> uh, okay. So That's is that know. that was my movement? Do I get to do anything else like attacks? Even though I what are you can't do? see. What I mean, <laughs> do sure attack the milk. I just want to see if there's anything I can do while I'm in here. I want to even the playing field, so I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to cast Fog Cloud. You can cast Fog Cloud? Yeah, I can cast Fog Cloud. Why? (laughs) You can cast Fog Cloud. Okay. Where are you casting Fog Cloud? I I can't see exactly. You can't see. I know, so I'm just going to cast it like the opposite of the direction where I hit the wall. I'm just throwing it out. So the rest of you see randomly in a pocket between all of you, tw- a 20-foot cloud of fog just appear. The hell is that? What's that? Wait, so we can't see, you can see the orb uh, he's in? Yeah, resolve I think this. it's funny. Okay, here's what I think. <laughs> I think it's funnier if you can see Juno as if oh, there's nothing, nothing happening. <laughs> Juno, what are you doing? <laughs> so you just, you just saw him like react to things happening to him run and then run wall. into a wall and then cast fog cloud behind him <laughs> randomly. So this like poof of cloud just appears. Can we still hear the slurping whispers? Oh, yeah, you can hear around. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you're within 30 <laughs> feet of him, you can hear it. But I don't that's think all. we I think Typical we've communicated what that sounds like well enough. Yep. <laughs> Michael! Uh, okay. Zabbis, you're in the secret hidden passageways. Yeah. Can I, did I see any of that? Nope. Any, oh. You're, you're like in another room. Oh, I'm not even in another like, oh. No, it's just, it's just a hidden passage. I thought I was in like the thing with the, the sun. Nope. That's a specific <laughs> just place. in another room. <laughs> you're just in, you're just in like a stone hallway. Oh. But, but it's like rock. It's, it like, you know, it's the hidden passages. It's not like the regular halls. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll just like leave the box in there and then exit. But that, hmm, that's going to make the rope like not taut anymore. Can I get back into the room? You can look for another way out. Okay. I do that. Pick going left or right. Uh, left. When you go left, you find another secret entrance that leads you back to the kitchen. So now you're in the kitchen. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's your movement. You want to do anything else? I guess while I'm in here, I'll cat. I'll I'll do bark skin. I can do that once a day. Yep, bark skin. My armor class is 16 now because yep. I got those bracers. Yeah. So I figured so do it's just it. a buff. Well, I can't fucking do anything else. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Now it's the dragonborn's turn. They are both prone. Command just lasts once, right? It's just you get one command. Yeah. Okay. So they are going to stand up. And they are going to uh, attack Fletch because he is closest to them. What's your armor class, Fletch? You Seventeen. Died. Yeah, they Aww. hit you. They hit Malik me. died for Malik you. Malik died for you. Uh oh. At least he's a team player. I think I'm in trouble. What? You take twenty-two damage. I'm knocked I'm out. Like you did are a you high happy? five after you were saying like odd feet. numbers. So I'm so knocked out. Are you out. happy? Because wow. we're down to four. Wow, Beth. We're down to four. What do you mean? So you, he just die? He just got knocked out. I just got out. knocked out. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Or, or my dead. That's we got down. That's D and D dead. Yeah. I mean, nah. odd. You said odd numbers were dumb. Yeah, I shouldn't have taunted. <laughs> Number thirty-seven brings his great sword around, slashing you across the chest. Number thirty-eight brings his around, catching you in the shoulder. Oh, both of them hit me. Yeah, both of them hit Double you, team. and they uh, strike you down, and you fall to the ground, horribly, horribly injured. You just got double dragoned. 
Oh no. Black, it's your turn. What are you going to do? I'm going <laughs> to use my bonus action to give you my last bit of bardic inspiration. So now you have an extra d8 that you can roll for whatever the fuck you want except for damage. Okay. I will then, I don't know, stab at 37 again with my magical rapier. Okay. Oh, 19. 19 hits. Okay. Yeah. That's better than before. 7, 11. All right, you kill 37. <gasps> yes! Yeah. Oh, I wish I could have seen that. Oh, no, I did it for you, though, man. Uh, so after 37 and 38 strike down Fletch from behind, Flack uh, jabs his rapier up through a break in 37's armor. Does it come out of his mouth? And Sure, yeah. yeah. And it comes out of his mouth. And oh. when you remove it, he falls to the ground dead. Revealing your like okay, so cameras in front of like looking at thirty seven. Yeah. Oh, I know the shot. Yeah, yep. and then it reveals you standing there. Uh, classic, classic cool. shot. Next though nice shot. is Yanathan, but before Yanathan can act, what you look above you and you see two forms floating down from above. Yeah. One of which says, "Get away from my friends!" And then there's a blast of a moonbeam. <gasps> moonbeam. A silvery beam of pale light shines down five feet wide and 40 foot high cylinder centered on Genevieve and Yanathan erupts from above. Then, landing on the ground in front of you, are Koyrim, <gasps> Pete, <gasps> Yay. and a wizard oh, who, dad? who turns around and throws up. Oh, oh the drunk boy! The drunk wizard. Oh my god! <laughs> I also want to point out, Flack is the only one who can see this. Hey everybody, Grussell here with a few quick mid-game announcements, and then we're going to get right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 31 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter and D&D&Dpod on Instagram. Or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. You know, I've said that for 31 episodes now, and I really wanted to start the finale, season one finale announcements with something different, but it was just habit, and I just said it. But yeah, it's the finale. It's the season one finale. We did 31 episodes of this show, and you guys have listened to all of them, and that is just so mind-blowing and awesome, and I'm so proud and sleep deprived and I, I i don't even know what to say I, I i'm so so grateful to everybody who's listened to all of you for making this happen there there just aren't really words to express how how grateful i am that you guys have come along on this journey with us there is plenty more story to come so do not think that this is the end we are going to start recording again in november with the same team james and chelsea and joel and beth and mike all playing the same characters we're going to keep the story going so do not worry about that but there is going to be a little bit of a break in regular episode releases we're going to do something a little bit different for the next month or so first next wednesday we are going to release the second discussion episode the d and d and d and d part two so if you have questions for us about season one about the show overall please email us at dndndpod at gmail.com with the subject line question or dndndnd or anything that indicates to me that you are asking a question for the discussion episode and we will answer those when we get together sometime in the next few days to record that so if you're listening to this on wednesday the day it came out please email us at dndndpod at gmail.com 
and we will try to get to your questions whenever we get to around to recording. Be sure to follow us on Twitter for when the deadline is for submitting questions. We don't yet know when we're going to record this. It'll probably be sometime over the weekend, but follow us on Twitter. We will announce the drop dead point for submitting questions. And if you guys do have questions, I want to try to make sure we answer as many as possible. So stay tuned to Twitter for the deadline for that. There's a few other things that you can email us as well. Uh, We're getting ready for season two, and that means that we have a lot of new stuff ahead of us. New adventures, new places, new characters, new things. And there are ways that you can help us with that. Uh, If you have an idea for a magic item, please email it to us with the subject line magic item and a brief description of what the item does, how it works in the game, and what you think it would cost in a shop. Uh, I will adjust it accordingly to make it fit the story however uh, I need it to, but I will credit you when the team comes across the item. The other way that you could be a part of the show is submit a wild magic effect for Zabbis. Zabbis is a wild magic sorcerer, and there is a whole table of results uh, for his wild magic, and it didn't really come up too much in season one, but that's something that Chelsea and I have talked about playing with a lot more in season two. And we thought it would be a fun way to get you guys involved to suggest wild, wild ramifications for Zappos' wild magic. And when we say that, we want something that's like fun and goofy, not something that's going to kill everybody. Like the fireball was fun, uh, but we played that card uh, and we can't really go back to that well too many times. So we're looking for really crazy, off the wall, zany, uh, results to Zavis's wild magic. So if you have an idea for that, and it, and it's a quick one, like um, you know, a, a beard of bees, or uh, sneezing for an hour, or there's a f- few other ones in the player's handbook. If you're a regular D and D player and you have the player's handbook, you can check out the wild magic table that exists for some ideas. And we're going to use those uh, as much as we can, but we want to supplement them with some more fun ones. And we're going to come up with our own, but we thought we would open it up to you guys for suggestions as well. So if you have an idea for a Wild Magic effect, please email it to us at dndndpod at gmail.com with the subject line Wild Magic. We finally have merch available for the show. You can go to Beth's shop online, bethbrad.shop. And she has a D&D&D heading now in her shop where she is selling the print for the amazing, amazing logo that she created for season one of the show. I love it so much. I have a print in, in my apartment. I have used up every possible word I can to describe how much I adore Beth's artwork for the show. So you can now own that yourself by going to bethbrad.shop and checking out the D&D&D page. We're going to try to get some shirts up there soon. We're going to try to do stickers and things. We might look into pins and stuff in the future. So there's going to be some more merch options available coming soon to Beth's shop. But for now, there is the logo up. And be sure to follow us on Twitter for any updates to that as well. As always, you can use the Amazon affiliate code in the episode description to go to Amazon and find anything as if you search Dungeons & Dragons. And if you purchase it through that link, we get a little bit of a kickback for it. So if you're new to Dungeons and Dragons and want to check out the game and start playing yourself, you can go and click that link and then find the starter set or the player's handbook or any of the other core rule books to get yourself started in playing the game. Or if you're a longtime player and want a new set of dice or a dice tower or anything like that, you can use that link and find it that way and it helps out the show. Real quick, and I'm sure I'll say this again when we do the discussion episode, but I do want to say it here in the finale. I want to say thank you to James and Chelsea and Joel and Beth and Mike for coming along on this journey with me and helping me tell this story. I couldn't do it without them, and I'm just so grateful for their gifts comedically and dramatically. I just can't imagine 
five other people I would rather be telling the story with. So thank you to them. And thank you to Joel. If you guys don't know, Joel does a lot of work in the post-production phase. Uh, He mixed uh, probably a little over half of the episodes. Uh, He gives notes on all the mixes that I do to make sure that things sound as good. He sets the bar for the audio quality of the show. Uh, So thank you to Joel there. I guess that's it. Uh, Next time you guys hear from me, well, the back half of this episode, but after that, the next time you guys hear from me will be in the discussion episode. So again, be sure to email us your questions, dndneepod at gmail.com. Stay tuned to Twitter to see when our deadline is for getting those submissions in. We're going to try to answer as many as you can. And I hope you guys enjoy the last few minutes of the season one of the show. I'm just so proud of it and, and so grateful to you guys for listening. So I hope you'll tune into season two, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of this episode. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wait, why can't you, Juno? Oh, because you're I'm in that bowl. He's just—he's doing this like they every, walk in. And they're like everyone's can dead. I can't hear or see a he's thing. He's walking of that. around seemingly just like fog with cloud, a fog, fog cloud. cloud. <laughs> oh my! Kif, Kif, Kif. Kif. Hey, Kif. Good to see ya. Uh, sorry, everyone else is dead or incapacitated or just wandering around a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it looks like we got here just in time. And then Kif uh, looks at Yanathan, uh, who's looks like really in pain from this moonbeam uh and he says uh you shouldn't be here and then he casts shit what was the name of the spell fuck that's about right for kiff yeah yep. he just says that out loud oh no i can't remember uh he casts banishment oh. uh and the target creature returns to his native plane of existence Ooh. in a pop yeah. Five, bitch. And then you hear Yanathan scream as he pops away. I'll get you for this. His lips were the last ones to pop. His lips were the last <laughs> thing to pop away. It's like a Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of thing. With Yanathan gone, uh, the spell that was enchanting uh, Genevieve fades, and she screams in pain from the moonbeam, which uh, which Corbin immediately stops. Uh, and he runs over to her and uh, says, Genevieve, oh my God, are you okay? And she looks over, and her eyes are only focused on the dead body of oh. Malik. Which she picks up and cradles and just starts crying. Oh. And then Kif looks around and he sees only Flag. <laughs> hey, what's and up, he man? he says, I thought there were more of you. Yeah, me too. I mean, well, there's, I... there's one. Uh, the guy flailing up there. Oh, is that oh, yeah, he's just <laughs> against yeah. the wall. That spell ends now, too. <sighs> hey, hey, look, it's Kif. Oh, Kif, hello. Oh, hey, you're the milk guy. Yes, I am, and and you are here. <laughs> yeah, but I saw I saw the wizard in a. In a I I was doing an experiment, and I saw the wizard in a crystal ball. Where's Where's a uh the sorcerer? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I'm a wizard now. Yeah, uh, sorcerer. I don't know. Went through a magic hole, a magic door. Your uh, combat's over. You can move now, Chels. Oh yeah, I... you're a sorcerer, right? Yeah, yeah. We can oh, we can burst follow the ropes. into the room. 
Hey, look, yeah, there he is. Yeah, uh, you you did a portal thing, and I saw you, and you looked, and I felt like you were in trouble. And you guys did such help for me. I'm a really good wizard now, and I've mostly stopped my drinking problem. Yay! Good job, man. Yeah, I I found a magic item in the in the library of the wizard academy, and I used it to go through the portal that I sensed you in, but you weren't there. And then I was in a cave, and there were some dwarves, and then I found I found him, and he points at Koirum, and he was in bad shape. And there was a panther, and the panther like tried to attack me, but then I was like, no, 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 we're cool. And then he seemed okay, and then uh, and then now we're here. Uh, well, the panther belongs to that body over there. Can we fix him up? Flash. Oh yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Koirum, can you help? And then Koirum like is like, oh god, oh shit, Flack, yeah, or uh, Fletch. Yep. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, and he goes over and he touches, he lays on hands uh, on uh, Fletch and heals you to where you're conscious. Oh, oh. Welcome back. Hey, oh, it's Kiff. I'll never say numbers. Oh, hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> the hell happened? Uh, I guess all we need now is our little uh, acrobat lady. Pete? Where's Marjorie? Marjorie! Yeah, you can't hear in Marjorie. there. Marjorie! Marjorie! I mean, can't we just go open Let's that follow door? The rope. Oh, yeah. Go get her. I open the door. Okay, and there's Marjorie. Like, what Marjorin, are you? What are Marjorin you doing? Marjorie is sitting back to the door with Koyram's helmet in her lap, just like looking at it and looking in the water and just feeling what it feels like to be basked in the presence of this energy. Yeah, and, and it's just like crying. The door opens, and you see Koyram there. She has no I don't she has no words. She stands up and she turns around and she slowly starts to walk and and she holds Koirim's helmet out to him and she's like, We did it. It looks like you did it, Marjorie. And he takes his helmet and he like kinda puts it back on your head and it like flops around because it's too big. There's also two other hats. Yeah, there's also oh two other God. hats. She t- and she takes it off, but the bucket's still the Wait, bucket- did I give the bucket to you? I died with a bucket on my head. Yeah. I had a bucket on my head. There's no bucket on my head. (laughs) She looks up at him with just so much happiness in her little squinchy, gross, blood-coated face. (laughs) Yeah, everybody is just covered in blood (laughs) of all kinds of different kinds. She's like, you're okay. Yeah, I was was in pretty bad shape until, until Kif came. Uh, and managed to to magic me back to Kiff. to help health. Is so. What happened? Is Yanathan still out there? Did you guys do it? Uh, no. Kiff Kiff banished him back to his plane. Like, uh, you know that that's pretty scary business. That you were fighting one of the under counselors from from the the Feywild. That's I. How did Whoa. you guys get messed up in that business? Yeah. Uh, Kiff came down and was like, "Get off my plane of existence." Oh my god. Of reality. Is that like a snake? Well, on thanks a plane? for subscribing, everybody. I hope you won't hold that against us. <laughs> oh, hey guys, wait. Uh Zamam. Is he unfrozen? Oh yeah, we got a, we oh, got a frozen yeah. caveman here. He but, started to thaw. Okay. We need to deal with this. Guys. Yeah. Let's I'm about to Scooby do this shit right okay. here. Oh what? Uh de thawed just his head? Um <laughs> yes. So we can talk to him. So we can talk to him, but I don't think Zamam Breverisk is who he says he is. Okay. And I'm going, hold on. I have a scroll in my robe. 
And while she does this, Marjorie's just like touching everybody to make sure everyone's okay. Oh wait, do we? How do we defrost him? Checking on the team. Do I have to use? Do I have to do shit to do that? He's starting to melt, but it's slow. Like Juno melted, but it took a while. But there's like, if I cast something on him, it'll affect him. Yeah. Okay. Or as far as you know. Okay. So in my robe, I have a dispel magic spell scroll, and I'm gonna use it on him. I think something's weird. Not on the frost, but on like him. Oh. On, like, the person? Yep. Okay. Uh, you cast Dispel Magic on the person. Uh-huh. And what happens is within the ice, his body just turns to bats. Oh, oh. fuck. And now there are a bunch <laughs> of frozen bats. bats. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck. And one of them kind of thaws and, like, flaps no! and breaks out and escapes and, like, flies away. Is this what Scooby-Doo no, is? That's, no, that's no. <laughs> it's like, that's usually the opposite way. Kill him. Just burn him. Burn the bats. Was a skeleton left when the bats ate the man before? Yeah, and you can kind of see bones appearing. The hell is going on here? Did something eat the man, or is this the man as he always was? I don't really. Quirin, what, so what do you think about this? Bats ate the man. Yeah, hey, Quirin, can you explain this one? This looks pretty weird to me. <laughs> hey, Kev, can you I'm, explain I'm, this? I'm one? actually pretty excited, focused personally. Quirin is. Very happy about the vegan being reactivated. Like, Marjorie, did you do this? How did you do this? How did you even know how to do this? I just did what you did. Learned it from watching you. <laughs> and then he runs over and he, like, picks you up and hugs oh, you. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, team. We, yeah, we did it. Yeah, we Yay. did it. We all did <laughs> We all <laughs> did Teamwork. it. That guy died for it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Malik or Fletch. Fletch. Oh, and Malik. No, Malik actually I died. Malik totally died. Come and right. as you mentioned, Malik, uh, Genevieve walks in carrying his body. Oh, that's the one who died. Yeah, 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 that yeah. guy. Oh, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried to heal him. He he just he wouldn't stay away from the battle. He was trying to save you, Genevieve. Hey, you know who really got the short end of the stick here? Is uh, Sarah. It was like it's like oh. when a lesser celebrity dies and then a bigger one dies right after. And then <laughs> no, I still remember it. Sarah. Really? Because yeah, you were just talking about that. Malik. You can contain multiple points of grief. Uh, okay. Behind Genevieve are the other like freed members of the of the order. Oh, who were there? Oh, they just saw all this, huh? Yeah. And they're all, but they're all like support staff. They're not like warriors or anything. Like these are like cooks and stuff. These are like. Don't forget when I made a hut around you guys, a dome. Did they know that there was a hut? Because when you're in it's it, it's big you, and purple. But when you're in no, it, it's, it's transparent from the inside. Oh, well then. No, no, I swear, I made a hut around you guys, and it, it was protecting you guys for like ten whole seconds. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good try. A, a for effort. All right. So there was a purple. It like to them, it was invisible. Juno was just flailing around in something that we couldn't see. And then there was like invisible. There's so much invisibility going on. Yeah. yeah like visually can't see a lot of this stuff. It's Sounds so like it was a wild magic battle that I would have liked to have been a part of. Sorry, I came in at the last minute. That's okay. KFX Machina. <laughs> we never Can you explain you. the bats? Oh, yeah. To so, me. yeah, we still want to so know about also, Oh, yeah. So it was good that Yanathan got here because this guy was trying to turn the beacon bad. He had the orcs working for him. Koyrim, like, lights up. He's like, he was trying to turn the beacon bad? Yes. Oh, man, it's a good thing he didn't get inside. You guys didn't let him in, did you? No. No. Oh, great. Oh, because that would have been real bad if he could have turned the, the, the whole beacon network against us. I, I, I can't even begin to, to, to think what, what could have happened. And then Kif, like, pu- pulls out a uh, spell book from his robes, like a big old, like, grimoire thing. And he, like, leafs through pages. He, like, looks at, in the spell book. 
and then he looks in the at the frozen bats that are starting to kind of melt and as it as they melt and as one each one kind of escapes they like fly away revealing more and more of the skeleton within and he's like oh man this was pretty bad i think we need to get back and tell uh tell nils about this because he he's this is north some some evil northern magic that he's probably interested in being from that part of the world wait so when the bats fly away there's a skeleton yeah, they like eat away the flesh. So it might be oh. like a scenario where the bats need to co- congregate on, they kill a person and then I see cover. Can we kill these up. bats? Yeah, why aren't we killing these bats? They're bats. flying away. We probably should kill the rest. Yeah, light the rest of them on fire. Okay, I do that. I cast fireball all the bats. <laughs> Everybody make a dexterity. Oh my oh, god! Oh, damn it! Sorry. <laughs> Actually, no. This is a magic surge. Roll oh, your hundred. Okay. Because okay. I rolled a two. <laughs> no, no, no. Roll your hundred. Eighteen. Okay. Let's see what eighteen does. You grow a long beard made of feathers that remains until you sneeze, at which point yeah. the feathers explode from your face. <laughs> cool. Explode like as in, just like just poof. poof. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, uh, Kif's like, oh, oh, oh! You were trying to fire a thing. Uh, I'll take care of this. And he uh, casts a spell. Are you sure he doesn't just hold up a lighter and breathe on it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just casts Firebolt, and the bats burn. Yeah. Is that skeleton burn? Skeleton's there. It just kind of falls to the ground. Great. It smells yeah. very bad. <laughs> yeah, it smells real, real bad. Uh, Is it a better smell than the orc blood on us? There are so many horrible smells going on. You've, you've, you're just numb to all of it. Is Koyram carrying me? Yep, he's still, he's still <laughs> just kind of holding you in a big hug. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Genevieve goes over to Koyram and, and she says, I, I, I'm sorry, uh, I doubted you. I, I, I couldn't do it on my own. And without the help of the, the team here, I, I, I wouldn't have made it. And, you know, I... And she just kind of trails off, and she she she's still kind of just holding Malik's body up in her arms, and you know she she just looks up at Corbin and she's like, "Is there anything we can do?" And uh, he just looks back, and and he he says, "We can just try to to live the way that he would want us to, and and protect the forest uh, together." They like carry him over to the to the altar under the ball of energy, and they kind of like set him in the water there. Uh, and he li- just kind of like floats deeper into it and then disappears. Juno scoops up Sarah and brings her there as well. Then you and Koyrim and Genevieve kind of cycle through with bodies of other fallen members of the Order and do the same. And it takes like 45 minutes. Here's a, I, I tell the team like, hey, here's the thing. Uh, don't tell Genevieve that she killed Malik. Like, just don't. She has no idea. Oh, oh, don't. And we'll keep like, that one. You don't think she knows? What? She hasn't no. mentioned it. Don't say anything. Yeah, maybe you just don't. You know, let's not. We're looking at you. Yeah, we're Juno. looking at you, Juno. <laughs> Big picture here. Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> uh, after they do kind of this uh, funeral kind of service for the members of their order that have fallen, who have bodies here still, Quirim comes up to you and he says, "I think you've you've succeeded. You've done it. You've helped us. The beacon's activated. There's." protection again for for from from evil in this forest um but what was an under counselor doing here that's crazy well okay um maybe juno and i can explain that one so 
<coughs> you gave us your helmet, and we went to the Feywild, and it was gorgeous, right? Yeah, but it's then, a pretty place. Totally, there was like a little fight that we had, and Juno and I got captured by a bunch of elves. Before oh that, we, we rode a badger. Yeah. Oh, oh, I wanted to ask you guys about this. So, Niels might have something to say about this. Apparently, they've been sacrificing people from the Earthadar family, and they thought that Juno was one of the male sacrifices. Oh, yeah. Oh. Wait, I like dig her onto my bag and I pull out a picture I found in the manor of. It's a cer- Wait. Nope. It's a portrait with the Lord Nils, Katheria, and fourth person that we don't know who it is. And I pull it out and I'm like, explain this. Genevieve looks at it and she points at the dark skinned man in the picture and she said, That's Majumbo. His oh, uncle Majumbo. That's Majumbo. That's Malik's uncle. I have his flute. I have his clothing <laughs> that I wore. Oh yeah. <laughs> and well, there's and then there's the elf wizard in that picture too. It's four people. Oh my god, we haven't seen him in in years. Uh, Where do you find this? We went to a manor in the Feywild because we got kidnapped by witches, but then kidnapped by. A giant. This was the um, part where Juno and I were doing the thing with the elves. So yeah, whole there was like a flooded basement. Yeah, and we were like exploring these quarters. This is big picture, crazy stuff, high level stuff. You guys better get back to to Night's Pass and, and talk to Nils about this. I, yeah. I mean, this is you, I, this is above my pay grade. Wait, you were getting paid for this? What? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a. Oh, uh, I'm speech. still learning jokes. Oh, okay. we, yeah. we we do get favors though. I mean, I think it is important to do good inherently, but Nils said we'd we'd get favors too. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's also didn't we all have a flash? <coughs> it's been a long day. Uh, didn't we all have a flashback about that family? And then the dad gave a big old kiss and a hug to the daughter oh, yeah. and the mom, and and then the big light There's happened. There's a lot of questions. The moms. I we have. had a whole crazy experience with the with these two women who were telling me about the times I shook hands with people. They made me feel bad. Two yeah, who women. are our moms? Moms? There's yeah. moms. moms. Green and gray moms. We have a gray mom and a green mom. They're very big. I don't have moms. Feet. No one talked to me. Koyram and Genevieve both kind of look at each other when they hear this. And Koyram says, like, oh, my God, that's, that sounds like our, our goddesses, our, our deities. Where? How? He just can't even comprehend this. He's just like, oh, like, you got to get back. You got to get back to the castle and talk to... Talk to Nils about this. Let's this is pretty it. crazy. Yeah, you got a portal or something? <laughs> right? Can we just can we just like uh, hop in a portal? Yeah, it's just a portal or something. Kiv is like, no, I I used I used a, a a magic item to get to to portal over here. Is there is there like a faster way than walking that we can get get back? I mean, is you're the is wizard boat? So maybe someone river? should be like protecting the portal. I mean, I oh. have a boat, but I mean the not the portal, the beacon. Uh, hey, Genevieve. You want to protect this beacon? With my life. Done. Solved. Oh, good to know that you're over her. Quirum says. You know what? It got too heavy for me. Quirum <laughs> <laughs> says, I'll stay here with Genevieve. I'm, I'm, and he, he like puts a hand on, on your tiny shoulder, Marjorie, and he's like, I'm, I'm not afraid anymore. Marjorie smiles. And Kiff is like, well, I'll, I'll come with you guys back to the city because, you know, like, I have a pretty good thing going at the at the Wizard Academy there. Hell yeah, you're the party, dude. You're coming with us. Pretty long walk though. Is there is there Yeah, I just we have bone dice. Oh god. Let's roll the bone dice and Do just I roll two? Champ portal. I do. Portal. Yeah, yeah. Champ portal. Wait, the, the portal was I don't want anything to do with this. 
I have a bow the, the, in my jacket. I roll the bone dice. I'm conflicted. When you roll the bone dice inside Portal. this Portal. sacred Portal. temple. Oh. Uh, no, you fuck. <laughs> you're engulfed in a bright, blinding light. <laughs> and then you suddenly find yourself somewhere else. And we'll find out. In season two. What? We gotta we got we won't talk about our feelings. No. Oh! Dies no! Oh, that felt so good. I love D and D. We did it. We did good it. Job, we did it. How'd you feel? Campaign sound off. I'm head boy. Campaign Mima. Assistant to the mayor. Uh, Super Mayor Flack. I find boys. Oh, that's still a thing. (laughs) It's always been a thing. Oh, we're not playing anymore. Never mind. D&D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold.